BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Hi, and welcome back to Storytime with Uncle Kevin. This past week, I was reading an article about Britain's newest sports prodigy, a 16-year-old darts champion called Luke Littler. Words such as athlete and sports person were sprinkled liberally throughout the article, and it reminded me of another video I saw recently where world snooker champion Stephen Hendry called the 147 break by fellow world snooker champion Ronnie O'Sullivan in 5 minutes and 8 seconds, the greatest thing he'd ever seen in any sport. Now, I have to be honest and say I don't really consider darts and snooker to be sports. This isn't anything to do with the appearance of the athletes because that would be body shaming for me to say anything like that and I would advise everyone against those kind of thoughts. Uh, They don't have any place in modern progressive society but it has to do more with the skills that are involved. So got me thinking about why are some things sports and other things not? So today I'll have a look at maybe some contentious sports and give my opinion on what a sport is. So first of all, what is a sport? So according to various sources, a sport is, number one, a human activity, which requires physical skill and exertion. Secondly, it has to be governed by a set of competitive rules. And thirdly, it's undertaken competitively for a win or a result. So let's look at the first criteria, which is that it has to be a human activity. So we can then look at things like pigeon racing and greyhound racing and say for sure that by definition, these things are not sports. And this is because the activity isn't being performed by a human. There are some dog sports where humans are involved in the exertion, such as disc dog, where humans throw frisbees for their dogs. In this situation, human skill and exertion are involved, so these are sports. Sheep dog trials, though, may not be because the humans are really just handlers in the process and the dog is doing all the work. Fishing and falconry would also be sports that involve animals, But in these cases, a lot of skill and exertion is on the part of the human. Ethical issues of hooking fish aside, which I don't agree with because I'm against suffering for enjoyment, it is a sport by definition. But other animal sports, such as horse racing, unlike the aforementioned greyhound racing, are also sports because of the huge physical exertions and the training required by the jockeys. 
But what about these sports like darts and snooker? Why is darts considered to be a sport, but something like hiking isn't? Why is firing balls across a table into net pockets a sport, but canyoning isn't? Well, first of all, let's examine what physical skills are. There are 10 physical skills. Some are physiological adaptations. Some are neurological adaptations. They are strength, speed, power, endurance, stamina, balance, accuracy, agility, flexibility, and coordination. So where does a sport like darts fit into that? Well, endurance is definitely required because matches last up to 40 minutes and your arm has got to be held up and extended many, many times. So this will require localized muscular endurance of the muscles involved in performing the action. Um, It's also a sport where you're aiming at a target. So it goes without saying that accuracy is involved. Also coordination. So we can see very clearly that it requires physical skill. So what about hiking that isn't a sport? Well, it does also involve endurance. It'll involve balance as you navigate across terrain and that in itself involves you being coordinated. So since these both have physical skills, we have to then look at the other criteria. Darts has a set of competitive rules and hiking doesn't. So therefore, as we work our way down the list of what makes a sport, we can exclude hiking and include darts. What about, let's say, activities that we perform in a competitive sense with machines? If the criteria we have is human exertion, then if a machine is doing all the work, then it can't be a sport either, right? I mean, in something like Formula One, the humans aren't running around the track at 200 miles an hour. So in the 1908 Olympics, motorboating made a singular appearance, but the consensus was it wasn't a sport and it's never appeared again. Likewise, no motorsports have been included in the Olympics. But... Inclusion or exclusion from the Olympics doesn't make a sport. Just ask wrestlers. Since 2013, the decision to remove it from the Olympics it hasn't suddenly ceased to be a sport. Now, regarding motorsports, just ask any motocross rider if it involves physical effort. Just like horse racing, it does and is a sport. However, any purely motorized sport, such as drone racing is not a sport. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a car. It's the two-door coupe that was there for your first drive. The hatchback that took you cross-country and back. And the minivan that tackles the weekly carpool. For the cars you couldn't live without, trust Amica Auto Insurance. Amica. Empathy is our best policy. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time to breathe easier this allergy season with Breathe Right Nasal Strips. With instant nasal congestion relief for up to 12 hours, you can spend your time on your terms, not on your noses. Stuffy nose from outdoor allergens? No problem. We got you. Allergy season just turned into stripping season. Instant relief from nasal congestion anytime, anywhere. Need more convincing? Click the banner below and get a free sample. Breathe right. Get your strip on. 
Use as directed. Which, of course, brings me to the biggest question, for me at least, which is, are esports really sports? I have to be honest, I raised an eyebrow when I saw that esports were going to be included in the 2022 Commonwealth Games. For anyone listening who isn't familiar with the Commonwealth Games, they're a quadrennial sporting event among athletes from the Commonwealth, which is mainly territories of the former British Empire. At the moment, it's 72 nations and 280 events. When asked why she was including esports in the Commonwealth Games in 2022, the Commonwealth Federation president said that she hoped including esports in the official program would boost interest from young people less interested in traditional sports. And to me, this is completely backwards. You don't just make something into a sport because you're crap at marketing your event. Like next time, well, oh, we're not televising it. We're only going to live stream it on TikTok because that's where the, the future audiences are. Now, if sheepdog trials are not a sport because the human isn't doing enough work, then esports aren't. Waggling a joystick about whilst sitting in a company chair is not a physical exertion. Apart from maybe endurance involved in your thumb, there aren't any physical skills involved in that. No speed, no strength, no agility, no balance, nada. We don't have to work further down the list to see if it meets other criteria because it falls at the first hurdle. Operating a virtual character in a virtual world is not physically demanding. The only time this would change would be in the far future where we could upload a human mind into a virtual environment and therefore we fall under the idea that digital events are real events when they happen in digital worlds. But digital events are not real events in non-digital worlds, which is the way things stand now. So as far as I'm concerned, esports get in the bin. As always, if you're struggling for ideas, to get fitter and more healthy, I would advise against taking up a sport. And this is because very few sports cover all of the 10 physical skills I listed out earlier. For optimal health, you should be looking to train as many human physical skills as possible. The narrower you cast your net, the less you capture in terms of physical improvement. Over here in Scotland, because the infrastructure is already there due to the national obsession with, in spite of the lack of talent for soccer or football, the government runs a lot of football programs for health. This includes walking football for older populations. And whilst it's admirable to have something older people can access, walking football isn't really pushing the envelope with physical skill. When we've got a kind of use it or lose it scenario, no one's using very much. You've got no speed, no power, no strength. What does it really do physically? Endurance? Yes, maybe. Accuracy, yes. Coordination, yes. But the hallmarks of aging are loss of muscle mass and loss of bone mineral density. And these won't be addressed by walking about kicking a ball slowly. All sports, perhaps with the exception of those involving a very multidisciplinary approach, are going to be super limited in terms of building a broad base. Something that might be sporting that might approach optimal skill development would be something like a heptathlon, a decathlon, or dare I say it, CrossFit. 
So as always, a well-rounded program is going to be better if you're looking at broad-based health approaches to fitness and longevity rather than a sport. If you have a question for me or just want to say hi, email me at getfitguy at quickanddirtytips.com and you too could be featured on the show. Don't forget to share the podcast with your friends. Get Fit Guy is a Quick and Dirty Tips podcast. Thanks to the team at Quick and Dirty Tips, Morgan Christensen, Holly Hutchins, Davina Tomlin, Cameron Lacey, and our director of podcasts, Brennan Getches. I'm your host, Kevin Don. If you have a question for me, leave me a voicemail at 510-353-3104 or send me an email at getfitguy at quickanddirtytips.com. For more information about the show, visit quickanddirtytips.com or check out the show notes in your podcast app. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time to breathe easier this allergy season with Breathe Right Nasal Strips. With instant nasal congestion relief for up to 12 hours, you can spend your time on your terms, not on your noses. Stuffy nose from outdoor allergens? No problem. We got you. Allergy season just turned into stripping season. Instant relief from nasal congestion anytime, anywhere. Need more convincing? Click the banner below and get a free sample. Breathe right. Get your strip on. Use as directed.